football, yeah. It feels like ages, Carl, since I uh, since that, that tune has finished like that. It has been ages, Joel, and I'm glad we're back. I am glad we're back. Welcome as well. back to the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast. Absolute Worldy Football Podcast, welcoming you back to the halfway point of the FIFA 2018 World Cup. I'm confused, Joel. What do you mean halfway? There have been 32 games. There's and been 32 games? 32 games have been played in the World Cup as we sit here to record this, and there are going to be 32 more. It's exactly the halfway point. There are 64 games in the World Cup. There are 64 games in the World Cup, and people say there's too much of it. That is a lot of games. No wonder people who don't like the World Cup get fed up. Yeah, they do. But guess what? Now they all listen to the podcast and now they all love it. I, I At least some people are listening. <laughs> we have had, as of this moment, over 450 downloads. Was it all you? Are you our only listener and you just keep downloading it? That's good to know. Thank you very much. It sound, I'm very happy with that number. I don't know quite what it means. Does that mean you have to download it to count? Or do people that just listen to it on the go without downloading it, do they this is not possibly count? not a question for now. But they might know. They might know. Write in. We don't have an address. You can tweet us now, though, at... Worldy Podcast. At Worldy Podcast. It's at Worldy Podcast. At Worldy Podcast. Hashtag... Yep. Uh, so, Kyle, halfway point in the World Cup. Any thoughts? Any feelings? I'd like to talk briefly, Joel, a, 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 you know, steering away from the actual results as much as we can. What have we learned from this World Cup in particular, as, as opposed to other World Cups? What What is this World Cup going to be remembered for? Uh, so far, I would say penalties? I think there's been 18 or 19. 16 penalties at this point, Kyle. In, including Harry Kane's? Including Harry Kane's two-thirds of his hat-trick. 16 penalties as of this morning. I heard that today that Harry Kane has scored 6% of England's goals at World Cups ever. That's, I mean, and somebody I know tipped him to have a terrible, tipped him to be the Moscow mule for, the, for his team. That was you, Joel. That, that was someone me. Was you. That, that someone was me. I, I, listen, yeah, some, I, I'm a big fan of Harry Kane and what I was doing was a bit of reverse psychology. I was also fooling Putin into thinking that Harry would have a terrible World Cup and it turns out I was right. <laughs> He was wrong. Um, we're going to come back to our uh, where we've been really correct and why you at home have been going, God, we're so, those boys are so insightful. And also where you've been like, wow, they got that way off, a la Harry Kane, yes. later on. Uh, another thing that I think it's been a memorable World Cup for is that there's VAR. VAR, Video Assisted Ref. R- Video Assisted Ref would be a weird... Video Assisted Ref. There's so many things that are going to be remembered for VAR, but I think... The overriding memory will be a referee, hand to his ear, to his temple almost. Hmm, something's going on. I'm going to walk off, jog off the pitch to a yeah, little booth. Love it. Where I can't, and the, the actual screens, if you notice, they've got little blinders yeah, on like so a horse. Yeah, so people can't see. Another thing I think we're going to remember. Yes. I don't know if you've been picking up on this, but it's been quite odd. There seems to be a rumour gone around the World Cup camps, Joel, that if all of the players go off to celebrate a goal, all of the outfield players, not the goalkeeper, mm. then the other team can just restart from a kickoff without the players being on the pitch. I, I, is that a rumour? I thought it was real. It's not a rule. It's just somehow got around to the players that this was the case. You saw in the second day of the World Cup, Spain scored against, and Portugal scored against Spain, and all of the players rushed to Ronaldo. Yeah. And one clever dick defender stayed on the pitch. Who was that? It was, I think it was Jose Fonte. West Ham's Jose Fonte? No, he's in China now. Oh, right. But he, he was Fonte. He's the old wise head. And he basically, he, he had heard that if he goes off the pitch, then the other team, Spain, can just go ahead and score without them being on the pitch. So this obviously got around all the teams via Twitter and stuff. I noticed 
Kieran Trippier, when England scored a 92nd minute winner against Tunisia, yeah. was the only player who didn't celebrate. Was he doing that so that the Tunisians wouldn't be able to kick off and score into an empty net? Well, this is what I think the players think. But it all came to a head. England versus Panama. Panama did restart. They saw all the England players off the pitch. No they restarted. Way. They ran all the way to the penalty box. And the ref was like, stop the game. What are you doing? That's amazing. Thus killing that rumour. I didn't even see that. I, I watched that game. Yeah, Russia will be forever remembered as a tournament where players had made up a new rule and started to try and implement it based on nothing but rumours or hearsay. Just quickly to go back to VAR for a second, though. Um, uh, the thing that I like the best is that it, when it shows you a clip of the referees in the video studio, which I think should be implemented on all football on telly from now on, the referees are wearing the referee strip. I know, like four or five of them. Yeah, so why? I can tell you why. But, I mean, it makes no sense because surely the reason a referee wears a strip is to differentiate himself from the players on the pitch. And those four referees are just in a room. They're in a room a long way away from the pitch. They are watching a... a, It looks like a television producer's studio space. (laughs) And I can tell you, I know why. It's because the head ref person at FIFA, the Kalina, the famous bald-headed Italian ref... He made the call. He said, no, they're going to be under extreme pressure. They're going to sweat. I'm not going to allow them to wear suits where they can be hot and bothered and will affect the decision. They, they are as important a referee as a referee in charge of the game. So they have to wear the strip so that... And they... shorts and socks. Are they, like, there's a strong chance that other than the clip at the start of the game, they will never be seen. No? It's amazing. I just, I love that attention to detail, frankly. It makes VAR even more worthwhile. VAR has... Still got its critics. I'm I'm still not sure. I'm on the fence. Yeah. I, I think some, one of the things that I quite like about football emotionally is that when it goes, is when things go wrong, as we've established, we're one of our categories in this podcast being entirely devoted to things going wrong. And the thing that VAR takes out is things going wrong. Although it's quite, mm, quite it's... good when it also goes wrong with VAR. But there's a difference between a mistake and an error. Yeah, true. I mean, an error in refereeing judgment, I think, being remedied is great. But what I don't like is that we all now know. There's a team of people like us, basically armchair pundits, being paid to make the decision off screen, off pitch. Yeah. And they are watching and they see everything. We've seen players being... There was an instance in Serbia versus Switzerland where Alexander Mitrovic, the number nine for Serbia, was hauled down by not one, but two Swiss defenders in the box, both of them all over him, pulling him to the ground. The ref didn't want to give it and therefore he didn't have to go to VAR. That was a penalty. Amazing. Should have been given. Yeah, should have been given, and it wasn't. I also like the fact that the 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 amount of grappling at corners has meant that every commentator and every pundit can do something like, oh, it's more like WWE. Did someone ask for Hulk Hogan? Because yeah. <laughs> I think he's on the pitch with like, The Undertaker. Could they not come up with anything else other than the consistent wrestling reference? I'm glad that they know it's WWE and, and not, not WWF. WWF. Not the worldwide fun for nature. Nope. World Wrestling Entertainment. Because they got sued by the World Wide Fund for Nature. Is that true? Absolutely true. Well, they should have had to change their name. And you know what their campaign was called in classic wrestling fashion? What? Get the F out. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that that's the public face, but in the background, WWF, the wrestling organization, was secretly having like bear fights or like cock fights. That's really what was was going on. Not in our name. Not in our name, (laughs) said the World Wide Fund for Nature, literally. Uh, tell me about some other extraordinary things that have occurred during the first few weeks of this World Cup, Carl. Okay, well, talking about the games in particular, there's been some amazing individual moments. There was the somersault throw-on. The somersault throw-on? That doesn't sound like a thing. Iran, last minute, against Spain. They were losing 1-0 in the last one minute. 1-0 down. They could have had a, had a chance to get an equaliser. It would have been a long throw. 
near the near the penalty box, last chance. So so hold on. Then you you I saw a commentator, uh, an online commentator, use this as a verb. This is a very football specific verb. But you delap it in the box. Then delap is a player from the nineties who loved a good throw on. Nineties, but yes. Mm, okay. Uh, this player, the the left back for Iran, thought I can go one better. I'm gonna bamboozle the Spanish defence by not just throwing in a decent throw, but by doing a flourish before the throw of a somersault. He did it. He then was about to rise out of the somersault to release the ball, wasn't happy with the position, and stopped. Lost his team about 20 seconds. He eventually did take the throw, and it was a poor throw on no goal. What? Why? Right, okay. So there's, there's questions here. First question is, does a somersault actually help you throw a ball further? Second question, <laughs> if, if you're going to do a somersault, Commit to the somersault. Like, it sounds like he just went head over heels and then stopped. He did a good somersault. He did not then follow through with the point of the somersault, which is to do the throw on. So it essentially looked like he just had a little somersault in the 92nd minute, losing in the World Cup. Yeah, some sort of like brain fart. <laughs> That's what it looked like. We loved it. Super. Any other points that you remember, Joel? That I remember? Not very many. Uh, well, I tell you what, I did enjoy uh, the... Um, uh, the politicisation of football, as ever, as ever on the Absolute Worldy podcast, we cannot resist a little trip back to uh, political political town. We're really into politicalton. Politicalton. Yes, good. <laughs> That's where I live. Uh, Jordan Shakiri and Granit Xhaka, Swiss of Albanian Kosovan heritage. Right. Why is that? Why would that be something that would be an issue? Well, Granit Xhaka's brother actually plays for Albania, which is interesting. In oh. Granit Xhaka is a uh, place for Switzerland, and his brother, who's First name escapes me. Talent. Talent, indeed. Talent Jacker plays for Albania. Um, so Who uh, are they playing in this game? They were playing Serbia. We've Ser- heard all about the political uh, past of that. and that We've botched that together. Yeah. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's once again forget when Yugoslavia was a nation and not a nation. Not in my lifetime. Not, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, both scored in a 2-1 win for Switzerland. And they, with, Xhaka and Shakiri. Xhaka and Shakiri, and with their hands, they made the uh, flapping sign of an eagle. Uh, but lots of teams are called the eagles. Yes, but this particular eagle refers to the Albanian national flag. Ah, oh, the red flag with the black double-headed eagle. Exactly, and uh, Shakiri even had a, 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 I think it was either Kosovo or Albania stitched onto one of his socks. Oh, that. That's Shakiri. Yeah, playing for Switzerland. And they both scored. They both did this gesture. It went down very badly. The The fans in the stadium were very pro-Serbia. Uh, they, they were chanting... Well, they were Serbian fans. Well, no, no. There was the Russian fans. They were chanting, oh. Russia, Serbia, Russia, Serbia. Yeah, uh, must so, be very confusing for the Swiss neutral. Yeah. Very famously neutral Swiss are the first team to be sanctioned for a political gesture at the World Cup. Is that happening? Yeah, they've been sanctioned. Uh, don't know what the outcome's going to be yet, but did you also see the Serbian coach's response? No. So, it it doesn't look great for Serbia that they have such a chip on their shoulder about being sanctioned by the Hague for the genocide that was committed in the 90s, that they bring up the Hague at every opportunity. Even the coach of the national team? Kyle, he... After the game, he lambasted both Shakiri and Xhaka for making political gestures against Serbia by being in you know, favour of the land of their parents' birth, uh, where they had escaped from as refugees. Uh, it sounds like I've got a horse in this race. I really don't. I'm just telling you what happened. I thought you were going to say, it sounds like I've got a horse throat, which you do a bit, but he's been away. He's oh, been to a let's festival. Not, let's, not, let's not do that. Not so, horse, but like sexy. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, anywho... Uh, <laughs> 
So, anywho, he um he said afterwards, not only uh, was he furious at the two players and he was de- determined that they would be sanctioned and they would be put on trial for their decisions, but that they were never going to get a penalty for the Mitrovic situation, even though that, that challenge des- deserved to be uh, seen by The Hague. Wow. Wow. So, so yeah, he's, he was probably very upset. But you know what? If they are going to get tried, I would. If I was them, I would approach Paolo Guerrero's lawyer. Paolo Guerrero of the T. Of the T. He, he the, is innocent, Kyle, and he's had a well. A, he had a man. He had a team to help him find that result, and I would get them on my team if I was going to be tried. That's true. If I was going to be tried by any uh, Swiss uh, supposedly independent governing body, I would. Uh, I'd I, be looking for partial justice. Partial justice, a la Guerrero. A la Lump Boy. Lump Boy. Sugar lump. <laughs> I mean, your understanding of what what went into that tea is is very faulty. Did we talk about the lack of nil nils? We haven't mentioned that. Not a single nil nil so far in this World Cup. In how many games? Uh, thirty two. That's insanely rare for a World Cup. Oh, insanely rare for football, I think. And that's one of the things I think that the neutral listener, the the non football loving normal, that this is I th- another reason why I hope for you this World Cup has been in- more enjoyable than some. Guaranteed been. goals. It was a five nil in the first game. I mean, it's really it's been fantastic. And speaking of which, I think they've been very impressive. Russia. I have heard some dodgy things about their ethics. I'm, I'm sure we all have the Russian sports uh, scandals in the last few years. I don't want to talk about that now. What I want to talk about now, okay, is. <laughs> Our our picks, our hot Trotskys, our Moscow mules, our Russian roulettes. More specifically, the the mules and the roulettes. Is that in part because yours have been really quite on the money and mine have been pretty, pretty bad? I mean, no. And to be honest, we both have been off the mark a lot. Well, I want to just quickly run through some of my brilliant uh, Moscow mule picks. Go. Uh, Harry Kane, currently oh. top goal scorer with five goals from two games. He's, but apart from those goals, Joe, what has he done? What has he done? Nothing. He's, he's, had, he's had five shots on target and they've all gone in. I mean, one of them wasn't even a shot. Just clipped the back of his heel. Shouldn't count. Shouldn't count. Cancel it. Cancel it. Like <laughs> like like you should do if uh, there's been a terrible illness in a team. Replay the game. Replay the game and drop Harry Kane. <laughs> well, t- certainly make him cut off his ginger highlights. What's he's, he thinking? He's scoring goals without even trying. It's, uh, it's not decent. Another one of my uh, Moscow mules... Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo four goals in two games but apart from those goals what has he done (laughs) what has he done apart from one of my favourite moments (laughs) laughing at his Real Madrid teammate who he had just basically kind of very well played he'd he'd, uh, drawn a tackle from him in the first opening moments of the game to get a penalty against Nacho of of Spain and he turned round and laughed in his face yes he did classic Ronaldo classic Ronaldo and finally one of my other brilliant choices the midfield pairing for Croatia the I think we called them the Gerard and Lampard of Croatia Luka yeah. Modric and Ivan Rakitic their final chance at a their World Cup their final chance at a World Cup they're never going to do- oh wait they've just beaten Argentina 3-0 oh and they play quite well <laughs> they played very well well, I also had some stinkers. Yeah, who Not were you? So st- high profile. Do you remember Baloy, the old man of the How Panamaniacs? I, listen, the, what was going to happen with the Panama? We all remember what was going to happen with Panama. They were going to be needing a last-minute goal. Roman Torres, the lion of Panama, the sec. Frankly, I think the sexiest man at the World Cup was going to go storming upfield. He was going to miss it, and then whatever team they were playing were going to come roaring back. And Baloy, the thirty-seven-year-old Panamanian like sort of donkey of a central defender was going to muck it all up for them what happened Kyle what's happened to him he didn't really play okay. he, uh, <laughs> he, he got bought on as a substitute and he 
scored a stupendous goal. A stupendous goal. Bearing in mind, poor Panama. Poor... They've had a Panama. Poor Panama. They have conceded (laughs) nine goals in two games. That's not a good sign. Nine goals in two games. And they've scored one goal. And the way they celebrated that goal, it was the heart and soul of the World Cup. The fans were crying with joy. The manager was so, so happy. I I mean, on on that attack, my sister messaged me. uh, She doesn't really follow football, but I think feel like we've inspired her to to be engaged. Uh, And she's currently in Spain uh, learning Spanish. And she messaged me in Spanish and said, how the hell is it 5-0? Are Panama terrible? That wasn't the language she used in Spanish. Uh, And I said, yeah, they're terrible. And then about half an hour later, she messaged me again and said, I'm crying. Look how happy they are to have scored their one goal. And that is a sort of, I think, pathos that yeah. you get. You get in a World Cup. You can you can follow your team, when you can follow the smaller nations with with heart. And I love that. And I loved that moment. And I was glad that they got that goal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would put that. Did you call him? You said he was going to be a Moscow Mule. But oh, 100 percent. But I'd make him. I would say the whole team have been a Moscow Mule, but he might have had the best of it. I've had enough of Roman Torres. I tell oh, you, Roman Torres. He's oh, been. He's the, all mouth and I no. I think trap. he's been the filthiest player in World Cup history. <laughs> he has been very foully. It's like someone swapped him with a, a replacement doppelganger who has never played football before and just said, "Go and grab him and drag him to the ground." Absolutely. Should we talk about some of our successes? Yeah, don't worry, there's not many. It'll be brief. Well, uh, I would say in the Croatian team, Brozovic, my yeah. uh, centre midfielder from Inter Milan, if you remember, I chose him for Russian roulette for, I do. for potentially being bought by a Premier League team. He was instrumental as a kind of defensive midfielder behind those other two midfielders for Croatia. When they decided to turn the screw in the end of it, that game, he was, he was really, just, really involved. They just couldn't get him off the ball. 4-5-1 they switched to from 4-4-2 in the first game, and it was his involvement... Uh, that directly, I think, led to Modric and Rakitic playing well together. That last 20 minutes, I think, is one of the best periods of this World Cup so far for drama and for narrative. Where was Messi? Where was he? He was gone. If only you'd chosen him to be the Moscow Mule for Argentina. Although, frankly, I would say your Moscow Mule pick for Argentina, on the money. Willy Caballero. I think if we listen back, we said he'll flap at something or he'll uh, rush out when when he shouldn't. Somewhere in between, really. Somewhere in between. He thought he could play a lofted chip ball, like a with a sort of a putter. No, what's the opposite of a putter? I don't play golf. Uh, he tried to <laughs> chip a ball, a uh, and he just basically chipped it halfway the, the length he needed to into the path of the striker of Croatia. I think it was Rebic. Yeah, it was Rebic, the and left wing, the left wing. A perfect half, a perfect volley, but nevertheless. Completely set up for a free goal by Caballero. Yep. Moscow Mules, That I think that was my... Oh no, Carlos Sanchez. Carlos Sanchez. One of only two red cards. And another thing to this World Cup. And that, no if you cards. remember, uh, an accurate... Uh, uh, which group are they in? H. Yeah. Group H red card shout out. And the end of episode eight, in fact, came true. I hope, listeners, you all put those bets on that we were asking I told you to you. play. He told I said. You. Also, he was sent off after five minutes. Five you minutes. Would have been, you could have had that money in your pocket before half time. Ding, ding, ding. Wedding. So we'll still, we'll try and do some more of those because clearly we are rolling in cash. This, oh yeah, uh, we didn't put any summer. Uh, a couple of my good roulettes. Yeah. Loftus Cheek. Yeah, I mean, he's he's playing. I'm not saying he played particularly well. But he did come in for the game which uh, has ignited the English nation behind the team. Did you see what Rio Ferdinand said at half-time? Uh, uh, he says something like generations of... Uh, a whole new generation of kids will remember that goal, the Lingard goal. Yes, but he also said it's really important for our nation. 
I, I sense a I detect a sense of derision there, Joel. Well, moving on. Look, Brexit uh, has been we've been hit hard by Brexit. <laughs> we need an English team to win the World Cup, and we need one of them to then pull out a a union, a, an EU flag. That'll be it. And you know, maybe Jesse Lingard can do a, a a Fortnite computer game dance and then whip out of his pants. Superb. That'd be great. Uh, another of my Russian roulette successes. Yeah, Jadon Shakiri. Yeah, I think he's going to get that move. He may well get politically sanctioned, but for 12 million quid... Worth it. Take him. Take him and his, uh, until now, quite well-hidden Albanian Kosovan pride. And my last one would be Herving Lozano. What a tip, Herving Lozano. I think he's been the best young player of the tournament. Do you think Mexico can win the World Cup? I think Mexico can get to the semi-finals, and then once you're there, it's it's anyone's game. All bets are off. It's all heart. Let's. We have avoided predictions up until now, but as we are about to, <gasps> yeah, as we are about to have our first guest on uh, after the next break, um, Kyle. Semi-finalists, give me your top two picks to potentially get to the semi-final. I'm not asking for a winner. Maybe we'll do that in a later episode. The two teams that have impressed you so far, from two group games each. Who you think could get to the semi-final? Two teams that will get to the semi-final to meet two teams you're going to propose, or can we propose the same two? We'll propose the same two. I think that Portugal will make the semi-final. Wow! And I think that defensive-minded Portugal and with I think one player that Brazil will make the semi-final. Wow! You have chosen two teams who have not played well. No, but it's a long game. Well, I watched Colombia dismantle a, a frankly pathetic Poland mm-hmm. last night. And I think I'm going to go out on a limb and be slightly more risky and say Croatia and Colombia. I would love to see those two in. I just think they'd be. I think I don't think anyone's played better than them. I would say if you put the eleven men who wear three lines on the shirt in a different kit and took away uh, our inevitable kind of English cynicism, yeah, that we would say that they have been. Quite simply, uh, I think imperious. as we, as may well happen if England play Colombia in the next round, I think Colombia would win. You've heard it here on the Absolute Worldy podcast first. <laughs> Unless you've been saying it yourself, which is also probably true. Possibly true. Yes. Um, right then. Okay. So if, uh, those are our uh, our tips. That was quite football related. Best narrative of the World Cup so far. My best narrative of the World Cup so far would be the Saudi Arabian plane setting on fire. <laughs> You've lost your two opening games. No, it was actually, it was after the first game. So it's the first game of the World Cup, the opening game. It's your chance to show the world. We've all seen the video. The nation of Saudi Arabia are so excited. They've got, they're tweeting about it constantly. As we learned on this very podcast, they are are all over the tweets. Well, they're not tweeting now. They lost the game (laughs) 5-0. Their plane exploded. I think either their coach or their, someone said, we've brought shame on our nation uh, after the 5-0 result. Um, and then they were going their plane back to their base and the plane set on fire. No, no, there was no harm done. That's extraordinary. But what an omen. You know, yeah. they, they went, they took that. They were like, right, well, now we need to turn things around. We're going to go into our second game against uh, Uruguay. Uh, yes, indeed. And we are going to win. And they didn't. They lost. Yeah. <laughs> but they only lost one nil. Yes. So that's the sort of victory if it is not, in fact, a I loss, which so. it is. Um, my favourite narrative is just pure, uh, is, um, well, there's one man who has had a, 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 he hasn't covered himself in glory, but he he continually 
even after we've mentioned him in previous podcasts as a as a potential cocaine addict. Um, yes, Diego Harry Mara- Kane. <laughs> Diego Maradona. Diego Maradona. I mean, he's doubled down, really. My favourite. But I mean, why is he there, Joel? Why is he? Well, why? Why? Because to listeners who he isn't a retired player, one of the legends of the game, one of the best players in his sixties, maybe. I had no idea. I mean, his, his he's not without his controversies. He got incredibly fat at one point, then had liposuction, and then got fat again, and then had liposuction again. I don't know why that's controversial, but it's true. Uh, Joel hates liposuction. I hate li- anti-liposuction. <laughs> so he's there. He's what? He's obviously a, an elder statesman of. Argentinian football. Yes, he's a what would you, would you, ambassador. Yes, and he is watching the games with disdain. They drew the first game, they lost the second. And what did he do, Joel? Uh, well, uh, so you can fill us uh, in on the uh, secondary thing. So I'll do the the most the bit that I found fun initially, which is that he uh, has publicly come out and said he requires requires, but mind you, Carl, he has no relationship with the national team whatsoever, other than being a failed man, previous manager. He requires a meeting with the entire Argentinian squad because it is unacceptable how bad they're playing. And he requires a meeting where he will tell them in no uncertain terms what is expected from them. Is that going to happen before the next game? I, honestly, at this point, I don't know. But either way, I'm just... The idea of this nutcase with, you know... All kinds of uh, checkered history. Walking into a dressing room, which by all accounts is absolutely splintered. They don't trust the coach. Messi's unhappy. And somehow making things better by shouting at them is beautiful. And by the way, just as an aside, watch out for Sampioli at this tournament, the manager. He looks like Bob Hoskins mixed with a pub landlord. That is a fantastic uh, uh, analogy for what he looks like. He is a man in his 50s, 60s. He's got uh, tattoo sleeves. He does, yeah. He's kind of hot in a... In, in, a, a, in a man in his 60s with tattoo sleeves kind of, way. kind of away. Yeah, sure, sure. If that's uh, your bag. But do fill us in on the second thing that Maradona has done, which will put him being the person who wants to go into a dressing room to address the wrongs of the tournament into even more perspective. Well, I don't want to tar all South Americans with the same, no, quite frankly, racist brush. Definitely don't. But there was an incident we spoke about <laughs> in the previous pod about a Colombian player not making this squad... Uh, in no small part, probably due to the fact that he uh, was involved in a racist incident on the pitch against South Korea. Yes. He pulled his eyelids tight in a kind of, I mean, just an awful, awful manner. Yes. Uh, Maradona, in the game, uh, watching another game, there were South Korean fans also watching. They haven't played each other yet, of course. Mm. They were waving to him, these South Korean fans. Maradona, please say hi. We're over here. Hi. Just for our, we're filming you for our, you know, social media feeds, whatever. Hello, Diego. He turned around, gave them a big smile, a big famous man beam. Smile, just got the picture they wanted. Then he turned back to whoever he was with, his cohorts, and pulled his eyelids tight. And they all laughed. Wow. This has not been caught on camera. This is the words of wow. Jackie Oakley, the ITV uh, presenter. She that saw is... him do it. This was backed up by another journalist. Um, but just... I guess with no video uh, footage to prove it, there's... Also, how would you ban him? He's just a... he's not involved in the football, in any of the football. True. He's just there as... A famous person watching the football. Yeah, and that, be man, and that man's going to fix Argentinian football. Um, so before uh, our, our guest arrives, uh, there is one person we need to check in with. That wasn't the countdown theme tune. <laughs> that was a chatbot. And it was Vladimir Putin. We hadn't even mentioned him, but they just they could sense he was coming. Vlad, Vlad how you doing? You, you're having a good World Cup, mate. It's going very well. Vlad, eight goals, two games. 
It's it couldn't have been better for this. Could, for you. This is like this is like the propaganda that you dreamt of. That footage of you sitting next to the uh, the Saudi sheik. In between Infan- Infantini, Infantino, the the head of FIFA, sitting between them. I mean, it's just it's a beautiful thing. I've heard rumours, lad, that you actually called the coach of the of the national team after the the five nil thrashing in Vladimir the opening game. Vladimir Putin got on the blower to the coach, and he congratulated. So that was very noble of you. That was um, very noble. Normally, you'd just be congratulating yourself. Vlad. I think that proves that chatbots work. I think you listened to us and you heard about King Mohammed the Sixth calling up Ave Renard to, to thank him. Yeah, they've not done well. Uh, on a side note, no, he's been awful, Hervé. <laughs> Yeah, still sexy though. But uh, so basically, that inspired, inspired the coach to, to give them a great team talk to lead to a 3-1 win in, against Egypt. Indeed. Fantastic stuff. And But in terms of... I think that's it. I think we've covered all the good things. For we've, you, covered, we've covered pretty much everything that we need to cover, I think, really, for now. Um, so we'll be back presently just after this, and we will have our very first special guest. <laughs> gonna pop this cork oh this is the best prosecco they have absolute worldly podcast uh so absolute worldly listeners welcome to our first guest as i pour out glasses of bubbly Oh, indeed. Ms. Sophie Robinson. How are you doing? Really good very excited very excited uh know much about football um well um bits and bobs What's, um, your, what's your most endearing My dad football? owns like 0.0001% of Manchester United. Wow. What <laughs> no, a high profile guest for our first yeah, special day. Yeah, so you know. What did you do? Did you know who you're chatting to? Is that one, <laughs> is that one share? I don't like to say anything. <laughs> but I haven't actually. We've already, we've already put it on the spot. Do you know it's probably we've one already, of those. We've already it's, stumped her I also think it might be a Robinson lie. A Robinson but, but, lie, a know. classic Bruce lie. Um, yes. Great. But my wee sister, big fan, used to read Match every week. Got all the stickers. Wow. You know. I'd say like I'm a foot. No, I'd say I know football. And how many World Cup games have you watched so far? One. Which was? Obviously, Spain and Portugal, which blew my mind. Best match Great I've ever seen. Game. Best game you've ever seen. What? Ever seen, yeah. So tell me the highlights. What do you remember from the game? Um, that I didn't think they'd keep scoring, and they did. And old Ronaldo, by God, the old look. Ronnie. So apparently, there's a documentary on him that we should all watch, which oh. talks about his game plan. What did he? The older he gets, because did you not notice? He'd wait, he'd wait, he'd run, run, run. And he must have been livid because a whole load of the lads didn't see how many runs he did. No. They're not on the same wavelength as him, are they? No, and I do feel the pressure for him. For him. Yeah. Well, some idiot before the World Cup on a podcast tipped him to have a terrible World Cup. What idiot? What an idiot. No, he's got the eyes. You yeah. know, he's got it, the look in his eye. See when he took that free kick, which to me was almost magical. Yeah. yeah. How he got that curve, don't know. How he got that angle, don't know. No, don't but, know. But um, that is, he's on it. It's also not important to know. It's just, he just does it. He just does he's it. Just he's just absolutely player. on fire. Yeah. Cheers to Ronaldo. Cheers. Cheers. Let's take on Mike. I think it might be his last. <laughs> his last game. His World last World Cup. Cup. Yeah. Well, he is 33. Three. I think he's got one more in him. Up. I think two. Two. He is a machine. The fitness of that man. He's, he's a, and also, when you see him with his top off, like if you can do that. But you have heard he's a bit weird. Yeah, I, I, we, we've, in we've spoken way, about this In what way? In a sort of kinky pod. sex way? Or? No, in the way he just has children. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With random... Yeah. So yeah. the rumour is, and I don't mind saying on the pod, because what is a pod if it's not rumours and hearsay? And also, he, uh, we should tell you, Sophie, this podcast is mostly geared towards Vladimir Putin, who loves the idea of um, uh, children by different mothers, I think, because it's still heterosexual. That's a chatbot. Every time I mention Putin, he's probably listening in. He's a dick. 
Oh, that's oh, right. He definitely heard that. He's our main listener. <laughs> so, yeah, Ronaldo has a child. Yes. Mini Ronaldo, yeah. Ronaldo Jr. He mm. basically paid the mum off to oh. have the Alan Michael Jackson, really. And there's a lot of parallels wow. between Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. You think Ronaldo, let's say, sleeps up trees? That's my Michael Jackson. I don't even know what you mean by that. I don't know what you mean. Like trees, Neverland. So talking about fitness, though, in in an athletic sense, let's talk about fitness in a attractive sense. You see, this is what I can't cope with. Okay. And it really makes me chuckle. Your lads are chatting on the thing, and they say he's so fit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but does that have you had that? Yeah, all the time. But they don't mean what you think. think No, and it just feels like surely somebody's had that chat with them and gone maybe change that. Guys, fit now means since about 1999, hot. Yeah. yeah. Is he hot for you, Ronaldo? Are you Gary hot for Ronaldo? Gary Lineker is so hot. Oh, wow. Oh, Let's yeah. feel yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Gary Lineker, really? And, yeah, he's great. What do you like about Gary Lineker? Did you, ever, Just... did you ever see him presenting Match of the Day in his pants? No, I heard about it. Yeah, he looked like he'd spent the entire summer doing <laughs> ab crunches. I think that his partner's about your age, if not younger. I'm confused. She's I think I get him hell. confused with Frank Lampard. Oh, Wait, who's Gary Lineker married to? Frank Lampard is married to a woman that sounds like you. Christine Blakely. That's Frank Lampard. Right, and your man Gary Lineker is married to? No, we Not don't know. Not a clue. It oh. was, I, do you know what? I saw him at a play once with her, and she looked really excited about the play, and he... Not so much. Oh. It's interesting that you refer to who they're married to, because that's something that I find with my partner, that she knows who all celebrity footballers are married to. I, I, that's mm. bad, isn't it? I don't even really think because about it. Because she follows football from that perspective. She follows them all on, on Instagram and Twitter, the wives. Well, oh, uh, maybe mm. I should do that then. Maybe. maybe. Well, I should explain the format for this later episode of As Sophie Laughs at My Professional <laughs> Radio. I was suddenly voice. like, oh God. <laughs> There's a structure. Yeah, there is There's a structure. It's all we have. We've invited a guest on. It's mm. Sophie. Um, we'll be inviting more guests on in the next, cu- next coming weeks. Uh, and what we're going to do is have a little chat with them about football beforehand. Uh, and then we're going to watch a game with them. And today, so exciting. We're watching Uruguay-Russia, Carl. Uruguay-Russia, it's the first game in the uh, final round of group fixtures. I can see by Sophie's face, she's not bothered. I feel like I've totally drawn short straw. Yeah, it, tell me well, why. Why do you feel like that? Don't care about either of them. Okay, well, we're going to give you things to care about. <laughs> okay. Gonna, first of all, we're okay. going to show you uh, p- people that Kyle and I have picked out okay. uh, uh, a few weeks ago to be uh, the, the most attractive members of each squad. Okay. Um, this category is called Hot to Trotsky. Nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. So, <laughs> liked okay. it, then got yeah. it, then liked, liked it. it then got it. <laughs> yeah. Liked it, then got it. So this, Sophie, is Roman Zobnin. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, left field shout, but look at the, look at the, look at the, look at the, describe if you will. <laughs> he looks better running. He looks better, right. Just, well, describe him for the listeners. It's, um, it's, it's radio. He's got, uh, I mean, Joel, to be honest, he, he looks like... It's say your regular six out of ten. He's got brown hair. He's got brown eyes. He's got good cheekbones. But on the whole, stick. Yeah, he's grand. I mean, he's I was grand. about to say, he looks like someone I know. <laughs> yeah, who's you that? Know. Tell no, us. I know. I do. But you know, he looks like someone you might have snogged when you were sixteen. Oh, next door. Yeah, that is weirdly. You are not the first person to tell me that that's what he looks like. Okay. He's yeah. got that. He's got the first. He's got a first kiss vibe. Yeah. Lots of Joel's okay. picks have got a first kiss. They're okay. a very young looking boyish. Okay. Oh, well, how old is he? The fact he's twenty four. Wow. Uh, he was. I tipped him at the start of the World Cup to be an attractive player. I sort of feel I've, I stick to my guns. Uh, this I, is awful. It, I presume he's Russian. Yes. Right. Yes, Roman Zobnin. Let's yeah. move on to Uruguay. So Uruguay, Martin Caceres. This was Kyle's pick. What do you think? 
got good hair. Yeah. I like a top knot. Uh, he's more my type. <laughs> Why? Why is he more your he's type? He's kind of a bit more rugged. Well, there he's got great arms. Great arms. Um, yeah, all of these ones, these like football sticker pictures are all full of yeah, them. Yeah, he's not got a good front profile, no, I think. He's no. got a good side profile. But he's got a nice smile, nice eyes. But he's got a good Roman nose. Yes, ironic, seeing as the Roman person who was called Did Roman not. does not have no. a Roman nose. He has a Roman jaw. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, the weird thing about the Panini sticker style fate, full straight on image mm. of a footballer it doesn't do anyone any no, favours. No, but so, I presume that's his sticker picture, is it? Yeah, that'd be yeah. one of the ones for the for the book. Oh, I, you, you got your book? No, this year I decided not to. Last last time I completed it, but it cost oh, me a lot of time and money. I've just found one of him with a kid. Now we've we've seen these pictures. <laughs> we we hope the listeners have already because we already told them about our, our hot to Trotsky's weeks ago. I would like for you your task mm. of one of many mm. is to find your own hot to Trotsky in okay. this game. Okay. Yes. That, so that at half time we will te- check in with you okay. uh, and discover who you think is the most attractive. Mm. We'll discover who you think has is, is having the best game okay. using all of that football knowledge that you gleaned through mm. your sister mm. reading mm. match. Mm. She nods as she drinks. We're going to be doing <laughs> a lot more drinking as well. What I would like also for you to do aside from picking out, you know, stereotypically fit players. We don't want this isn't yeah, we're not about gendering yeah, this. I yeah, want to yeah, know yeah. every Thing you're grabbing from this game, your thoughts, your impulses, your reactions to this really important game. Who's going to finish top in this group will be decided in the next two hours. It's half time, <laughs> and it has been what a half! It's 2 0 to. Uruguay. <laughs> you were about to say Russia, <laughs> Russia. I, I, I think that was what I hoped would be the score, but it's not. Not only Did that, no. not, not only that, sending off. Mm. All the drama. Igor, Igor Smolnikov. You felt, you. I mean, you emoted almost. Yeah, no, I felt for him. Like a semi-emote. No, I think a red card's a hard deal for anyone. <laughs> you know, you did all that work, all that, and just in the moment you do something you shouldn't have. And then well, it wasn't a straight red card. He did that twice, mm. so he didn't learn from the first time. Mm. He got booked, and they were like, if you do that again... No, I get it, but obviously he's got Putin on his back. He's got Putin on his back. <laughs> he has. He has. It's true. It's even worse. Yeah, it's true. If, if you're going to get sent off and then Vlad's going to get on the blower and say you've let your country down. I'm be, I'll be looking for shots of Putin in watching the second half because if he's not there, you know where he is. Where? He's under the stadium cracking some knuckles. I think we should all keep an eye on what's his name on Facebook. On Smolnikov. <laughs> they don't do Facebook in Russia, do they? Do they not? No. Nope. Is it Instagram? Banned? Sure. Yeah. Insta- Instagram. Follow him, follow him now. Follow, follow <laughs> Igor Smolnikov <laughs> See on if he Instagram disappears. and make sure that he doesn't die because yeah. he's in trouble now. Mm. I mean, the, uh, 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 the thing that we've also established is that I have uh, an eye for an attractive young man. Young. Young. So what we've Emphasis learned is uh, the small, the uh, uh, Roman Zobnin, uh, bef- uh, previously, before the game started, we learned that he looked a bit like the kind of boy that you get off with mm. when you're 15, 16. Mm, mm. And... <laughs> <laughs> he potentially still does look yeah. 15, I mean, 16. He's not, he's not bad looking. Well, I mean, you went the opposite end of the spectrum initially. Side profile. <laughs> Let's talk about this. So we had a bit of a discussion during the second, the first mm. half about... Drugs. Uh, drugs. drugs. And also yeah. about... We mentioned drugs a lot in watching the game. For the record, not for our consumption, but no. for Russian consumption. But we so have no. had the drug of alcohol. We have had a glass of Prosecco. It's a celebration. It's a celebration of football. It's but the side profile, Sophie, explain your theory about profile. So he's got good... Your man, Ignashevich. The guy you like. Yeah, so he, he good cheekbones, good nose, and I just saw him from the side of the box, if you may, and I thought, he looks hot, and you said it was number four. Mm-hmm, number four. And I can't say his name. What's his name? Ignashevich. Ignashevich. 
Um, and then Fronton, a little bit disappointed. And if I was to tell you that Ignacevic was 39 years old, what would that make you think? I'd say keep me young. Keep, keeps you young? <laughs> keeps yeah. her young. Keeps her being attractive to much older men. <laughs> keeps me young. It's the opposite of Joel. Yeah. It's the opposite of me. Whereas the young voice makes him feel old. <laughs> Do I want to feel old? Older than the young voice. In control, boy. maybe. In... <laughs> Ignacevic. It is interesting because, Joel, remember we were talking about interesting football club names. You brought up Young Boys Burn. Yeah, I did. It's Ooh, all coming out, Josh. It's all coming really out. Rare. I've clearly got a problem, guys. But let's get off me. Go to uh, why the hell, guys, are we spending that entire half shouting drugs? It's the drugs. Well, you told me they'd run a lot further than <laughs> they else. had. They've run, on average, they've run eight kilometers. And not on average, in total of all the teams, thirty-two teams this World Cup, they have run eight kilometers more than the other teams. That's an obscene amount of running. Do you think that's obscene? Eight that's, kilometers isn't that far. It's one kilometer, almost one kilometer more per player. Oh. Than every other team. Yeah. So what we're saying is Suspicious. absolute worldy exclusive. That it's not exclusive. Everyone's talking about it. That potentially the Russian players are all on drugs. What's your source? My source was uh, another competitor of podcasts. <laughs> Interesting. Let their chatbot's gonna go. They've got a chatbot. Okay. Yeah, everyone's got. So your source is someone else. Podcast. Yeah. Right. So, so, lads, so, I would be very wary about using another podcast as your source. What do you right. think about Russian doping? Have you watched Icarus? I have seen Icarus. Explain to Joel. I have not seen Icarus, and I, I would guess some of our listeners may not have done either. Explain well, Icarus. I don't know if this is too much marketing, you know, but um, we're, it's we're, on Netflix. We're all about marketing. It's on Netflix, and it's an Oscar nominated, or did it win? I think it won the Oscar, you know? I think Best it did. documentary. It is mind-blowing, and let me tell you, it pulls into question everything you ever watch sport related especially when Russia's involved so off the back of that I do not believe one iota I see on screen they're all doping they're all doping all, all the players the or all the Russian players I would say players. all the Russian players we have wow. confirmation there of Sophie's <laughs> full <laughs> belief that there is no doubt your in other mind. podcast if you're listening I'll see your fact one up you Confirmation. <laughs> on that bombshell, let's move on to the goals. What did you think of the goals? Two goals. Yeah. One for Luis Suarez from a interesting free kick from the edge of the area. Bite him at Biteson. Mm. He was look. I thought he was looking quite lively compared to how he's looked the rest of the World Cup. Card. Sprightly, sprightly, sprightly Suarez. What do you think? Mm. Is this one? <laughs> which one was? Is this the one? <laughs> the guy who bites. I know, but is it the one that knocked off the guy? Or is it no, the, the free no, kick. The, the, the free, free kick. kick. Can't remember it. Okay, good. Good. No, it was a free kick outside the box. He just stroked it in with a plum. The, the plumbers, talk the, about the one you do remember. It was off your man, who was then taken off, and I think that enough said. Yeah, good His point. His cards are marked. <laughs> That's another one. You, are you yeah. predicting? Hold <laughs> Follow on, him so, on Instagram. So, hold on, your two half-time predictions. Uh, <laughs> both those players are going to disappear. Both Chashiev, <laughs> Dennis Chashiev, who has scored three goals before this game and has just scored an own goal in this game, mm. uh, is going to be gone. Mm. He's going to be disappeared mm. by Vlad. Uh, as is uh, Smolnikov Smolnikov for getting sent off but I you mean, heard maybe, it not, maybe not disappeared but just you watch their careers won't go as they think wow <laughs> I think on that bombshell it's time for us to watch the second half it is time for us to watch the second half where hopefully the white man with braids aka oh. Diego Laxalt Diego Laxalt will not do uh, uh, as much damage to Russia as he has been so far before we go Sophie predictions for the second half it's 2-0 now I think you're going to see a 3-1 final score you heard it here first and Possibly you already know the answer to this question, so the dramatic tension, for us at least, is high. <laughs> Definitely me. Everyone's talking about the
Oh, well, there we go. That, I feel that, tired. Yeah, that was um, that was an inspiring second half. Russia nil, Uruguay three. Three. So three one. You said at half time. Mm, it was close. Close, except it was what a what a dull second mm, half, guys. It was almost it was. like uh, the fact they realised that they had nothing to play for, and uh, followed through with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until Edinson Cavani knocked in a, a late third for Uruguay. What did you think about the images of the Uruguayan manager Sophie on the, on the touchline? I feel like you're. I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> he's like motioning a crutch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously not well. No. I mean, I don't know what you. I just made me feel a bit more. I felt like I had more of a heart for the team. I, I've always had a bit of a an, the opposite of a soft, a hard spot for That's Uruguay. That's not a thing. Yeah. What's the opposite of a soft spot? Which really it is a soft a, spot. A grudge? No, oh, you didn't it's like them. I didn't oh. like Uruguay because oh. of they're quite, They've got Suarez. reputation. But they've also oh. got reputation, yeah, yeah. biting the bite of them. Yeah. And also their extreme will to win at any cost, i.e. cheating. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that about them. Well, Suarez... No, Is that why they've got him in then? To give him a heart? Do you think so? They just bought the manager in <laughs> yeah, to give them a soft edge. Oh, God. Yeah, that was what your point was. No. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, I, now I feel a bit softer towards he's him. He's been their manager for years. He's just got uh, whatever this new rapper. He didn't have this before. It's, it's a new... Yeah, so he's got this I don't, think he's, I don't think he's lying, though. No. I mean, that would be classic. <laughs> he's neuropathy. not saying what his condition is. It's just a neuropathy. I thought you knew. What's I just n- said it was neuropathy. What's a neuropathy? Neuropathy. That bottle of wine went down well, didn't it? It was a Prosecco. And it was split between three. <laughs> Sophie's gutted about that. <laughs> neuropathy. Neuropathy. What, what is like, that? It's uh, oh, I don't know. It's some kind of some kind of neuropathic condition. So it's a it's a nerve related thing. So it's, it's some kind of nerve pain that he gets, but he's not saying what it is. Okay. Well, I'm going to draw a direct comparison between him being crocked and Uruguay and the Russian players trying to crock each other. And crocked and crock, oh. as we learned a couple of episodes ago, listeners no injured. Injured. To injured or to be injured. Oh, I'm crocked. From where does this come from? Injury. No. <laughs> where is this word crocked? It sounds Foot. like you're Australian. You're like, I'm crocked. <laughs> okay, well, maybe it comes from Australia. Good accent there. <laughs> it's just football parlance. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Is it not from croc of... Croc of van. Croc of van. Croc of van. Croco-van when you eat when you eat crocodile in red yeah, wine. Yeah. I mean, what I was trying to get to, guys, was that this game was quite dirty in the second half. Yes. And so if you have a theory about their acting skills, you don't think that they're... Not so hot. Uh, there was a man there in slow-mo which showed that nothing hit his head. Zuba clutching his head. He's a man-mountain as well. The, the, the Russian... I was about to say talismanic. He's not at all. Russian, six-foot-six <laughs> striker, built on great big scale. Like, went down clutching his head. Replay showed no. not even a touch on no. the head. It's pathetic, isn't Very it? Very hard, though, for the referees. It's it, Well, it cons them, doesn't it? And yeah. they have to decide whether they've been conned or not, which is kind of... It, but then there is, well, there was some shoulder barging going on as well. Yeah. So, you know, I presume they do training on this. But the fact that we are talking about the sort of... <laughs> the, 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 presumably, the, the, the jumping around and kicking each other aspects of the second half proves just how much of a Boring nothing game it was. was. Yeah. It was a nothing game. But what does it mean? What do those results mean for the group? 3-1... Europe. No, 3-0. Three, three Sorry, 3-1 three, one was, was a predicted score. We didn't quite get there. We wanted it so badly that I've just pretended that happened. 3-1. Yeah. No, 3-0, Uruguay-Russia. 3-1. And 1-1, one, one, Egypt. 2-1, 2-1, one, one, Saudi Arabia beat Egypt. Oh, wow, I missed that. Yeah. I really wasn't focusing. <laughs> Saudi Arabia won. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Yes, it is. Okay, well, that's the, well. basically it doesn't change much because no. it's still 
Six, six, nine points for. Oh God! Uruguay have won the table. Guys, absolutely. Uruguay lost. nine points. Lost. Russia six points. Saudi Arabia three points. And Egypt bottom of the group. Mo Salah's broken shoulder condemned them to finish bottom of that group. And I can tell you that Egypt, the nation of Egypt, still waiting for their first World Cup win. Amazing. Oh, I thought you were going to say goal, and I was like, No, they, they scored, scored two, two goals. goals, and Salah got them both. And they've never won a game. No, no. Should so, they just? Hang up the boots, and let Ireland come through. Yeah, <laughs> finally That's the Irish need, an Egypt Ireland playoff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time Egypt, now, <laughs> just have it now. Yeah. And if they, if Ireland, I win. do feel. I don't know if any of your listeners do, but I do feel that Ireland has been missing this World Cup. Which yeah. Ireland? The, the Republic Ireland. of Ireland. Or oh the... yeah, no, not Northern Ireland. I mean, God love them, but we're small. <laughs> Republic. Of the Ireland. fans are great. Yeah, the fans are fantastic, and they're you know. Boncourage. Yeah, Boncourage all the way. Mm. Now, Sophie, I've been coming up with this for the second half. Mm. I like a pun. Mm. Uh, I was going to ask you for your man of the match, but instead I'm going to ask you for your Sophie's choice. <laughs> Sophie's choice. <laughs> Which gives it a slightly sad... <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it was a slightly sad <laughs> okay, game. If you want to do it really okay. like Sophie's choice, yeah, you choose um, two players and yeah. one of them will die. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I mean, frankly... <laughs> Jesus. Um, don't say that. Okay, just man of the match. That's that was knocking on wood. wood. Good radio. Um, <laughs> folio artist. <laughs> we got some folio in for knocking we were, on wood. You were talking about Suarez, but you didn't want him to be... No, I don't think he deserved it. No. No. Um, I don't think any of them do. Right. And so you're going to give it to... The referee. The referee. Fair, fair play. Fair play. Uh, well, that is... Uh, I mean, that is a fantastic thing. If there's, if there's a message from this episode of Absolute Worldie... It's quite clear that uh, the referees have a hard time of things yes. because people throw themselves around on the floor. You know, they have to send people off and condemn them to the gulag death camps that Putin will be sending that. But we uh, don't think they're doping. No. After the second half. They were so terrible that we've decided there's no way they could be on drugs. Mm. And that is the word of our official doping expert, Sophie Robinson. <laughs> Sophie, who are you backing to go further in this tournament? Russia or Uruguay? They're both through. Oh, do I only get those two as an option? Well, you're there, the match you watched, they're the one we're asking you about. <laughs> okay, um, I don't think any of them. I think they're going, both going to go out the next round. And who is going to win the World Cup? I think right now, because I've only watched one match, I would say Spain. <laughs> great, great shout. Great shout. Sophie, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the podcast. Thank guys. you. Our first <laughs> Thanks. special guest. Thanks. How does it feel? Fantastic. Do you have anything you want to plug other than your upcoming wedding? Um, I, but you can't plug that. No, then, don't, that please was... don't come. <laughs> please don't even come. Um, no, just that I hope... Everybody watches Wimbledon. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone for tennis? The Absolute Royalty podcast is produced by Joel Samuels and Kyle Ross. Our theme tune is courtesy of Adam Janota Bozowski and all other music is non-copyright and licensed under Creative Commons. Thanks again for listening. Do remember to like, share and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes and follow at Worldy Podcast on Twitter. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say thanks again for Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs>